106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear end on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, you're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. I'm your host today, John's off. My name is Dennis Brewster, former owner of Extreme Auto Repair, and still staying in here trying to help out the industry. So, uh, you, Ken you, Rackley. You know you love it. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Take it away. we got Ken Rackley. From Tune Tech Automotive. Tune Tech, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we got Chris from... Yeah. Uh, Chris Lawson with uh, Novus Auto Glass up in Fort Collins. Yeah, thanks for joining uh, service me, Service Fort Collins, Loveland in the uh, front range up there in the auto glass side of things. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, all the way from us. Fort Collins. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, I came so, all the way from Elizabeth. It's still an hour. <laughs> so. I came from Franktown, and, you know, it's... Yeah. Hey, yeah what's with all the local guys? Yeah, right. Where are they? <laughs> yeah. We got Larry behind the glass, ready to take your phone calls. And and we got Charlie doing the phone, or helping us with a, doing everything, making sure we sound good and stuff. There we go. And let me know if I do it wrong. So we, we, we need that. So, <laughs> all right. So what's new with Autoglass? Uh, <laughs> lots of things. You know, when I was uh, just on my way down here, and I always... Uh, appreciate what you see on the interstate when you're driving down the road so i'm driving down the interstate here and um i see an old pacer on the trailer and i thought to myself <laughs> oh, well, that is a fishbowl on wheels right and that's I, like uh, a money bit right yeah, there for you I, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. yeah you got a pacer just uh we uh don't we cannot find the glass for that yeah so, right yeah um yeah don't break out one of those uh there's lots of things new in the auto glass industry you know um i think the struggle is real with finding Really good technicians, so obviously if anybody knows anybody that is either experienced or not experienced, is looking for jobs, we're certainly hiring today and, um, you know, be happy to interview anybody that uh, certainly wants to fill out an application, bring a resume in. You could certainly reach me at uh, the shop, uh, 970-227-1234. And you don't have to be qualified, right? Uh, We want some qualifications. Qualifications is to show up and show up on time, have a... uh, clean driving record is, is certainly a plus. Uh, no, we certainly would train. We'd like to yeah. find some people that were obviously uh, would like to make a career out of it. If they already have experience, that certainly helps out too. See, that's kind of cool though. I mean, if you're if you're wondering, wow, I don't even know what I want to do. Come try it. Yeah, right. You might like yeah. it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a great industry. I got into this business when I was about 21. Um, I was going to college for um, uh, computer information systems and um, accounting, and uh, I started working in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, doing this business and. What a great business. Uh, it's uh, provided a lot for my family, and, and uh, we've made a great career. Met a lot of people. I get a lot of contacts, and I just have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, sure. That's well, great. Yeah, and it's, and it's physical. It's not, uh, you know, you, you get out, and, uh, yeah, you're, it's not the same day twice. And You certainly you know, don't have to sit yeah. behind a desk um, right. all day long, exactly. and, and uh, you get to be outside. And I think that's, that's what right. a lot of guys, uh, a lot of folks, and, and even some of the women, there, there's some installers that yeah. do it too. So sure. it's, yeah. great. it's great. It's a great well, business. You're to not do. always outdoors, though, because a lot of times you have to, if it's raining outside or moist, you've got to be inside. Uh, we love in-shop business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Especially I mean, you the older you get, the more you like it. But, right. you know, there's some people on that the are geared that way. They like being outside, and we have an installer that works for us. He's probably one of the best ones that's ever walked through our doors and 
um, he just does not like being in a shop. He likes to be out and, and uh, driving you know, I just, yeah, driving around and, uh, you know, getting to his destination. He likes the interaction with the customers on a daily basis out in, uh, in the field and did sure. just a great job. Yeah, so there's nice. a lot of opportunity to do different things w- with your company. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Ken, you too. You're looking for techs probably. You know, it's, you know, there's, there's always, there's always room for, for growth there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to put in a new lift and stuff like that or added an additional lift actually. So, uh-huh. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it just everything has to be lifted anymore. Right. You know, where oh, years, yeah. years ago. You don't want to do an oil change at home anymore. Well, and no, and it's not even that. I mean, to change a headlight, you need a lift. Right. To, <laughs> you know, I mean. Uh, well, just it, to do an oil change, I mean, for years, they've had covers underneath that you got to sure. take out half the covers to exactly. get to it. And yeah. sometimes they have the little plate, but yeah. that still is hard I mean, yeah, to get to. exactly. So and then you get a. You know, you make a big mess, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. So it's best to get it up in the air so you can clean it easier. And exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah. even like doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. We've got a fleet of vehicles we used to. I used to be pinching some pennies back in the days. and Sure. End up going back into the shop and cleaning up my oil mess. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I think I've graduated from this. It's time for somebody else to do the oil change. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Set absolutely. it up a little better. And yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just, I was surprised how much an oil change is these days. Um, you know, we take them in and they're anywhere between now 75 and 100. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. You know? But you think of the time that it takes. Yes, they—they are really—they don't make a lot of money for the shop. No, I mean, no they—they they really. I mean, they're—they're—they're they're, they're a service to the customer because right. it needs to be done, and it—and it's very important that they be done and be done right. Um, but but they're not a big money maker. You know, when somebody says, "Oh, you know, yeah," like I said, a seventy-five or hundred bucks. It's like if that's you look the at oil? the time that's spent and the the parts that are used. It's very the oil is very time. expensive yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, anymore, yeah. you know, it's not even that. We get people that come in and ask us, "Geez, you know, I used to be able to get a windshield for X amount of dollars. I used to be able yeah. to get an oil change for twenty yeah. bucks." Well, yeah. You know, what? here's the thing: is uh, the cost of labor has gone up, yeah, right. the cost of materials have gone up, and the simple fact is, is finding that person that you want to pull off to go do a. I'm not going to say you do an oil change for twenty bucks, but say you want to pull a person off the off the line that's working on a set of brakes. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, you, it, it's just not feasible for somebody to do that for less than you know seventy five to hundred dollars. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 pretty much. And I'm I'm to the point now where I can only schedule three of those a day. Yes. And then sure. everything else. And then still trying to get caught up with doing all the other. Yeah. Other and and as work. far as lost leaders, it's what I always called it as a lost leader. But you don't uh-huh. want your customer to go anywhere else. You're right. Exactly. And, and because they can get false information, so it's right. oh, you need brakes, and then oh, they're getting yeah. ripped off, and then they yeah. come to you and say, why didn't you see my brakes? Well, we never saw that they were bad. Yeah, we but, did yeah. look at them, and they were fine. Yeah. So I'm sorry that. Yeah. That happened to you, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that. the same with the, the glass. You know, I went in there, I went, I go to Novus in Parker. Yeah. And uh, they fixed a, a chip, did a great job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe I need a new windshield. And they're like, no, that's Of course really you easy. do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and a back glass, too. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they no, all have kidding. to be replaced at the that's same right. time. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. To no. stay consistent. By the way, glass, is it hard to find? You know, I'll be honest with you. Um, We've been really blessed with some of the newer products that are coming out. So um, some of the stuff that we've got has been a back orders, and we find that like the newer Toyotas and Hondas have been a little bit harder to Which find. Which is common. Common because, um, you know. New products. Yeah, newer products. And I'm saying like 21s, you yeah. know, 2021s, 2020s. Yeah, okay. Some of those products. Um, but it's mostly because of the lane departure forward collision things that are in those vehicles and oh. the rain sensors. So to be honest with you, I'm driving a 2020 Ford Ranger, um, and I'm trying to find a windshield for my truck. Yeah. Um, and just my cost alone um, is about 700 bucks, but they're all also on back order. 
Yeah. Uh, mine is equipped with the rain sensor. It has the heating and it has lane departure, forward collision, and um, so it's got all of the options. Yeah. But um, you know, to be honest with you, um, the ones that are the hardest to find this year were like the '99 to 2005 Chevy pickups. Mm. Uh, same with the uh, Savannah vans and and those types of those. Yeah. The uh, core, the core structure of our country. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know the vehicles that millions were millions of those vehicles on the yeah, road. And yeah, and it's just like anything else is. Um, you know, the older those vehicles get, and I'm not saying that people don't keep those in great shape because I know that they right. do, but um, they're not a big money maker. Right. Um, you know, there's just there's they're just not a big money maker for the manufacturer, and they're not a big money maker for the shop. Sure. Right. So to put one of those in um, instead of putting a thousand dollar windshield in, you got to do the math, just like the oil change. You're thing. right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right, we got exactly. a phone call, Frank from Greeley. How you doing, Frank? I'm good, Dennis. How are you? Doing good. What can we good. do for you? I got a question for you. I got a 98 Chevy pickup, three-quarter ton, has 5.7 in it, and I've had this truck for over 20 years, runs great, uh, goes through emissions with flying colors, but within the last six months, I've had three instances where I've had a no-start issue. Uh, I'd get in the truck, crank it, it would start, run for a second or two, and die. Crank it again, it would spit and sputter and die. And I keep trying to crank it until eventually there's no fuel left in the line and it won't fire at all. So then I leave it sit for about 15, 20 minutes, try it again, it fires right up. So I took it to my local garage and uh, he determined that it could be the fuel pump since it had 70,000 miles on it. So I put one in it, truck ran fine. Exactly two months after that, it did exactly the same thing took it back to the shop he checked it out again and said the ignition switch is badly worn because it is an old truck and it has a sensor on it for security that it's like an anti-theft type thing it won't let the truck start if it's being stolen so he put a new ignition switch in it with the sensor truck ran fine exactly two months after that it did it again took it back to the shop and this time the mechanic's throwing up his hand saying the truck's running great. I can't find anything wrong with it. And unless it does it here, I have no way of finding out what it is. Do you guys have any ideas? The fuel pump was my first thought yeah, on that, that be mine because yeah. that has to have 60 pounds to start and run on startup. And if it's just lo lower than that, like you said, it'll start, run for a little bit and then stall. So it actually sounded like it was running out of fuel. But, um, you yeah. know. And then with the security thing, too, ignition switch, yeah, it would typically flash the security light on the dash. It, um, it has a security light, and uh -huh. when you're starting the truck, it comes on. Sure. But as soon as it starts, it goes out. Yeah. Right. And that's working properly. Then. That, so yep. that, that mm -hmm. system is working properly, so that's good. If, if it starts and stalls uh, and, it, and it doesn't stay running and that security light is on or flashing at that point, then that would be something in the security system. Yeah. Well, um, I've, I've since brought it home from the mechanic. The truck runs perfectly. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it, but I have no way when it's going to do it again. I have right. no idea. And I'm told by uh, a Chevy mechanic that this security feature they have in these trucks, you can't disable. No, right. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. yeah. So I have no idea where to go from here. And what I would do is, is you're going to have to wait till it starts acting up again and then get it to your technician because he's got to see it happening. Right. That, um, well, the, the 
problem is, is 20 old, minutes after it does right, it, it starts, starts up and it's fine. Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those trucks that you got to leave it for a, a couple days. Yeah, and then it and then it only does it what once every. It does it once weeks. every two months. Yeah, <laughs> once every. <laughs> okay. And I can't leave it there for two months. No, right. Well, and yeah, no. exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. These intermittent problems like that, especially, are are really tough and without being able to see it yeah seriously there's there's not the much. only other thing i could suggest is he could put a fuel pump uh pressure gauge on it rather on the fuel line and just let you drive uh, it and, and then i believe he's already done that he said it's got plenty of fuel pressure and it's doing fine no but i mean as you leave it on there when it starts to happen you'll see if you lose your fuel pressure yeah we we, we do is you just you know you have to drive around with that piece on there for the couple of months a fuel gauge on there uh pressure well the the only problem I have with that is it did that with the old fuel pump. Right, yeah. I put a new one in, and it's doing exactly the same thing. So I assume it's not the fuel pump. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> do that. I wouldn't assume that it's the, not the fuel pump. It still could yeah. be a bad fuel pump. Yeah. It, it, it's it could, possible. It could be. I, it would be unlikely that it would have the same symptom, but, you know, yeah. there's, there's always that possibility. Could be a relay, too. Yeah. Uh, fuel I, pump relay. Uh, that yeah, got changed when the when the pump was changed. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, you're not helping us with this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You, you, I'm you, scratching my head on it. You're I, right. I, I love this truck, and it runs great, but, you know, I never know when it's going to do it again. Hey, yeah. yeah. Have you ever tried cycling the key? Yes. Like, so, so when it stalls on you, you turn it off, when turn it, was, it on? When it, yeah, when it was okay. doing that, I tried turning it on and then off and then on and then off like two, three times. Sure. And it didn't, No, nothing changed. Okay. Yeah. Because that would be, you know, priming the fuel system. And do you hear the pump when it does that? Uh, Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. So I'm thinking maybe something is telling the pump not to run. Yeah. Like the security. Yeah. Well, and no, the security wouldn't turn the fuel pump off. Because it acts, when it doesn't start, it acts like it's, just running out of fuel. Yeah. The only thing you could, well, you could try this too. So if it, the next time it stalls, have a can of, we use brake parts cleaner for starting fluid. Yeah. Um, there's a breather hose on there that you can spray directly into the throttle body, I believe. Pull that breather hose off, spray directly into the throttle body, maybe two seconds, put the breather hose back on and crank it. If it starts up and stalls again, it's a fuel issue. We don't know what the issue is other than not getting enough fuel. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Or test for spark at that point, too. If You can get a cheap spark tester, but, of course, it takes two people, really, to do yeah. that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or if you spray the car. It completely quits and then have it towed in. <laughs> yeah, but if you spray the, the stuff in there, the brake cleaner in there, and then it, and it fires up, then you know that's part of the you have a fuel problem if it doesn't fire up you know you have a different kind of a problem right yep exactly i have to go to a break frank okay sounds good thanks guys thanks for calling all right with that we need to take a break you so dell hang on uh we'll come back after this break you're listening to drive radio on klz 560 home values are rising 8 10 and 13 percent in some areas trying to buy it but keep missing take aim to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. 
Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298-191. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today, 303-708-8050 or check them out, LoneTreeVet.com. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. All right, we're back. We got three, three people on the call, so we got. We'll have one open here in a second. So we're gonna go right to Dell. How you doing, Dell? I'm doing pretty good, guys. How you doing? Good. On that gentleman with the Chevy truck. Uh huh. That's most likely what they called an MRD system. And the way it works is there's a magnetic a magnet that's mounted in the 
ignition cylinder itself, and when you turn it, it passes a three-way magnetic switch in the ignition. And if you break that magnet by trying to force it, then it won't, it won't start. But the way you can tell if that light is flashing, uh, if it's the, the uh, ignition system itself is turn the key on and leave it for 10, 15 minutes, and it'll reprogram that ignition switch. There's 12 different uh, values that they, that six, that uh, that magnet can be, and if after ten fifteen minutes, it'll sh it, the light will go off and it'll program it, and it'll tell you if you got might have a bad ignition assembly on that box on the steering column. Oh sure, that would yeah. arm the security system. Yep. Yeah. But I thought he replaced the, other, the ignition switch. He, he did, yeah. He did replace the ignition, so... Yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah, but it's not... The cylinder and the switch is two different things. Sure, yeah, exactly. And the magnet is on the, on the cylinder. It's not, you know, the yeah. switch is... Yeah, part that, of the... That's, yeah. The other thing I've run into lately is how these Ford and Chevy trucks, the earlier models, especially the dealers, are hot theft items. Uh, a friend of mine got a hole. I'll have to find out more about him. But on the Ford, he's got a 99 Ford three-quarter ton diesel. And he found a unit that it's a plug-in. And when you turn your ignition on and for your um, glow plug light to go out, when that light goes out with this unit in it, it shuts the whole system down. And you've got a remote that you can push the button on the remote and it'll set it back up where you can start it but without that remote you don't start it hmm. yeah i it think it's it. different on the chevys yeah well yeah. and then on uh the door locks where they punch them door locks out he found a plate the company they have a plate that fits on the back side of that door handle and it bolts to the bottom bolt on it and fits over the lock and the handle and then it's got a clamp that goes on the lock and that behind it so you can't punch that lock out hmm. yeah so, yeah there's, there's just so many things you know that we're kind of yeah. trying to go over with him that yeah just uh just don't yeah. know until it actually acts up and yeah, that'd yeah. be the Somebody best thing is if you can it. get it to act up and yeah. have it, have everything ready to check it out. You know, oh yeah, no, I agree. That's 100%. the perfect world, but yeah, yeah, but that's that's what kind of system it is. Is that yeah, sure. it should be that MRD system. Yeah, which I the problem with the MRD system is there was nothing special about the key. Right, you could cut a or duplicate a uh, just a key at home at Ace Hardware or something and it started. As long as you can turn that ignition past that magnet, that switch, it's going to start. And later they went to the transponders where the key had to be programmed to the car. Right. All right, Dale. Yeah. Well, all we right. appreciate all the input. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. All right. Have a good day. Thanks. All right, let's go to Chuck from Arvada. How you doing, Chuck? How you doing? Doing good. good. Well... Frank, I think, has got a problem with his ignition key. Tell him to try a, a new key or a different key. 
because it's not making contact and all the points in this in the ignition could be a chipped key yeah yeah i think but but he had the ignition switch changed and they come with a new key yeah and oh it did yeah Yeah. and and he's not seeing this yeah he's not seeing the security light as far as we know too so yeah yeah. okay well worth a try worth a shot yeah thanks for calling in Anything at this point yeah. when yes. it happens, yeah, exactly. Yep. We'll find out in two months, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, that's that's the drag of it. See, you know, glass. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, you know, and there's there's different things too that I'm just looking up that can be common with that particular truck, and you know, uh, communication problems with the PCM. Are, I mean, they're not super common, but there are some issues there, and. You know, and everything that we've talked about, there's way more of those that are common, you know, with the the fuel pump and relays and, and stuff like that. But ignition modules, I mean, there's just <laughs> it just it, there's just a whole gamut of things that that's. Yeah. And sometimes be. we miss the simple things, too, because if that oil sensor is not working right. Yeah. It won't let the car start either. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. there's so much you have to look at. Yeah. And without a scanner, you're you're, you're, you're dead gonna, in the yeah, water. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. a truck that starts every two months yeah. with a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least it starts eventually yeah. after that. So. so you have glass problems like that too, where the you, where the ignition <laughs> won't start. <laughs> 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 That's um. it. But yeah. now do you have you you mentioned about the um, you know when we we have a newer glass replaced, yeah. do you have the system to uh, we yeah we actually do uh, Novus. Uh, uh, we were one of the first ones to get, especially in our area. I know we were. Um, we were probably first in line uh, even before the big large national company got on board to do the recalibrations. Um, we felt that it was pretty important to offer the service to our clients, and a lot of it was you know it was just kind of showed up without yeah. a lot of people knowing any knowledge. Unfortunately, um, with some of that stuff, the almighty dealership has the uh say so you know with all due respect um we know a lot more than the dealers um and the and the people that are doing the the glass replacements in those departments and stuff like that and they don't have the knowledge but yes we do a lot of recalibrations we just bought another new tool to go ahead and keep up with the uh, technology and they're not cheap but um, Mm -hmm. yeah it certainly adds a little bit of extra time to doing the installation and uh you know, uh, it certainly adds the price to it too. But if you spend, you know, these vehicles are now are fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. Right. You don't want the guy Joe Schmo just coming into their parking lot and doing it in their back. And mm-hmm. because if the if, if something doesn't go correctly, nothing works. And right. I mean nothing. The vehicle will start, but your all the lights will come on in your dash. It'll say you've got abs. It'll say you've got uh, no cruise control, no adaptive well, cruise sure. control. Nothing of that works. Yeah. Lane yeah. changing. Lane changing. Nothing works. Right. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than if you're getting ready to go on to a long road trip and you can't get your cruise control to work because this stuff operates off the yeah, cruise control right. as well Makes because sense. it's adaptive yeah. cruise control. Exactly. Yep. Let's hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break to sure. get back on track. Uh, Randy, hold on. We'll be right back with you. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. This is probably the only winter that Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will recommend replacing your furnace early rather than repairing it. 
They want to protect you from weeks without heat. Because Absolute Electrical Heating and Air only sends technicians to your house, not salespeople, they normally prefer to fix your furnace. They enjoy the fun of problem solving, getting an old furnace back in working order. They will gladly come back again and again to repair your furnace, extending its life and saving you the expense of a replacement. This winter, however, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is one of very few HVAC companies with furnaces still in stock. Right now, your old furnace is working fine because it's not very cold outside. As soon as the temperatures drop dramatically, and you know that could happen any day, your furnace will need to work a lot harder to heat up your house. That's when it could die. Replace your furnace now. 720-526-0231 For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. It's that time of the year. The holidays are fast approaching, and you want to make sure your vehicle is ready for whatever old man winter throws at us. Let Extreme Auto Repair get you ready for the holidays and for winter. With supply chain issues affecting everything we purchase, make sure you don't delay in getting whatever you need for your car or truck before it's too late. They service all makes and models of vehicles and specialize in diesel repair. Don't forget, they sell tires, and Cooper tires are sold to you at their cost. Don't be that person who waits until the last minute to get your vehicle ready for winter. Get into Extreme Auto Repair now. Find them at drive-radio.com or call 303-841-1071. That's 303-841-1071, Extreme Auto Repair. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, and we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio. We got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Randy, thank you for holding on over the break, and let's go right to Randy. How you doing, Randy? Hey, uh, pretty good. Had, uh, did you say you had a glass guy there yes. with you today? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask my important question, and I want to ask him something that I just wondered about. You mean glass isn't so, more important than the other question you get rid of? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. since all my glass is good, that, that'll go secondary. <laughs> all right. Uh, sounds good. That sounds good. All right. I'm, I'm here in uh, Lyman, and they don't apparently 
uh, have the platinum filters for the oil changes. So I got an Epic Gold. I usually go five, six thousand on the oil changes. Uh-huh. So I packed it down to five since I got a gold and I didn't have the opportunity to get my platinum on there. What kind of vehicle are you driving? Ninety-nine Jeep Cherokee doesn't have a drip of oil anywhere. It's hundred percent perfect. Okay, you know you and synthetic doing a lot of doing a lot of uh, highway driving. I I don't I don't do short trips. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I was going to say where you live, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, and you know with that. You can probably still go that six thousand, whatever your yeah, with that gold, yeah. yeah, the gold is is designed. To okay, go, yeah, to and go it, that like I said, it's so. synthetic, and I even put the MOA in for the first time to yeah. you'd be fine. They didn't have, and that thing holds uh, seven quarts or whatever it yeah. is, so or six. Yeah, it's so. six. six. Okay, uh, on the glass question, I just got my windshield replaced on this '99 Jeep Cherokee. I think it ran me around a couple hundred bucks or whatever. You know, that's fair price. Seems fair. Uh, Maybe about 10 years ago, you know, might have been more than that, I don't know. But I had a uh, an 89 Dodge Dakota, and I was way, 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 way up north in Michigan, almost by the UP. But they wanted eight or 900 bucks for the original one. And is that, were they trying to take me for a ride, or is there a reason for that? Yeah, you know, I don't know the full situation there. Who knows what was going on? Maybe all they had was a Mopar in, in place. Maybe they were too busy. Um, you know, maybe what year was it? Was it like an '89 Dodge Dakota or something? Right, exactly. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know the situation. Or? I there again, I don't. Yeah, I don't know the situation either. You know, they they were either maybe too busy or that might have been. They just if that they were going to squeeze you in over the other stuff. Uh, you know, depending on what when it was and what they had in line with their schedule. Who knows? I mean, right. yeah, that's. You know, it seems, seems, a, little, it seems a little high. I mean, uh, but if you want it, I'll do it for half the price if you want a couple more columns. I just. Oh, no, it's already. It's, I've already sold the vehicle. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just checking. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying I didn't buy it because I've never. I, that to, between me and you, I thought right. that was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah it I, seems I had one replaced uh, on a 67 Firebird that I kind of restored a little bit. I mean, nowhere near that. Yeah. So just kind of wondered if they were taking me or. You know, if there was a reason for it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I guess I don't know the whole situation there, so who knows what was yeah. going on there. All right. Yeah. But anyway, I can go, I can get my six out of that Napa Gold, you think? Yeah, you're fine with that. And, and you know, and it's not just necessarily Lyman that can't get that gold or that uh, platinum filter. We're having a hard time getting a lot of those yeah. just in general. Yeah, simple yeah. filters yeah. are hard to just, get. Yeah, just to. Yeah, and then I went to Hugo, and like, he said he could order it. But, oh, you know, yeah. that's one thing. But, I mean, I know if I was back in Castle Rock, I mean, I, I know I'd get it. I mean, they, they yeah, and those things like bread and butter. That's just the 1080 or the 4 1085, right? Uh, I'm not sure the number on it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's real super common Chrysler filter. Yeah, but there's exactly. some some of the uh, easiest some of, filters we can't get. Right, the yeah. the GM right. Uh, one of the GM uh, it's it's a 1042 gold, I and that fits a lot of the GM vehicles and yeah, just not available. It just not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was a small town thing that you know people here are kind of. You know, being a little chintzy or whatever, and sure. didn't want to spend extra money. Yeah, um, it's, it's your car. Take care of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, okay. You guys have a great weekend. You do you the too. same. Thanks for calling in. With that, we got three lines open: three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Larry's anxious to take your phone call. Just give us a call. Um, so when you were talking about um, when you you do you know like the dealerships they they do the same thing with the lane changing and all this. 
um, programming the glass and stuff. But the one thing I've learned being in the independent world is that you you learn from other manufacturers what you can do for this manufacturer. You know, everything's different and everybody kind of sets up different, but it's in the same thing. You, it could be similar. You yeah, know. I'm not sure some of the dealerships use, you know, if it's a, as opposed to a Honda or Ford or, you know, yeah. all types of brands. They all use their own, you know, types of uh, programs to re- recalibrate cameras and things like that. Some of them, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus or, or, or misinterpret anything, but some of them just unplug them and plug them back in and, and they're not really calibrated. No. Um, they've, they've done that before. And, you know, there was just a lot of confusion on this stuff when it came out, you know, five, six years ago. Um there again, we're we're here to try to solve the problem, not push it away. Right. Um, and we've found that with a couple of um, places up north that um, you know th- they always throw the glass guy under the bus because sure. we're the last one because they don't they don't have the answer, they don't have the patience or the knowledge or the time to to take to go and and try to solve the problem. And you know, I'm not saying that we solve everybody's troubles, but you know. <laughs> no, right. But you don't want to create any. We don't want to create any. Yeah, we don't want to create exactly. any. You know, yeah. uh, bad bad yeah you know but my point is that um like like when we'd work on a ford we'd find out you know oh this works good you know yeah mm-hmm. i see how they do this and everything and then a chevy comes in you go wait a minute i just did this on this ford i wonder how it would work on the chevy right and it works out real well right. so yeah. sometimes we by working on different manufacturers i think you get smarter yeah. oh for sure on, on everything you're doing yeah. than just getting stuck on one that you do it one way and one way only exactly right. you know so it's it's actually a good thing to do to work on different models oh sure yeah and make change exactly. can be good and change could be hard hard yeah and, and yeah. it might and it might not change. work something something that works yes. for one might not work for another That's right yeah yeah so um, you know, I just also want to plug that we also do RV glass, big windshields and oh, uh, things like that. That's good to um, know. Yeah. We try to steer away from the uh, side stuff. Um, obviously, if we have time, we would probably take something like that on if they're foggy windows. But uh, the problem with doing some of that we've, we've run into this year was um, we've had a couple of them. And, and uh, the places that we send out the patterns to are running into the same problems. They're running to staffing problems, labor problems, sure. yeah. uh, drivers. Uh, right. They don't even have – there was one that I had to actually physically mail in the pattern to the company that was down here to temper the glass um, because they didn't have a driver to come and pick up the patterns. So wow. they're running into labor issues as well. So, sure. you know, as far as windshields and things like that are concerned, those we can take care of. Um, you know, we work with insurance. Sometimes, you know, if you want to run th- stuff like that, through the big ones. I mean, we do big bus windshields, half shields, um, you know, things like that. So yep. just keep that and in you, mind. That's you also great. do the stuff that you spray on the windshield to keep it from... Uh, Aquapel, yes. uh, yeah, we push an Aquapel or um, stuff like that. It's a water repellent. Yeah, um, yeah, we use it a little bit. You know, with the climate that we have, it's not real popular around here now. If we lived in Florida or or places like that, um, you know, yeah, I put it on more. my vehicles. We don't, I, we don't push it much. I mean, the best time to do that is when you have a brand new windshield. But um, you know, we do. Uh, it's a product called Aquapel or. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's, mine you wipe a, it on. Yep. Yeah, mine was a different because I got that suggestion right. from you. Rainex is not a good product for us because it soaks into the pits and the cracks yeah. What happens is it's a, it's made of a silicone base, so no matter what you do, sticks. it wipes into those damages. Like so, if you get a chip in the windshield, it actually repels the windshield repair resin. So Rainex is not a good product for us. Uh, we don't endorse it. We don't like it. People use it, um, but uh, and teach to each is their own. I know it does its job, but it doesn't help us when you have a windshield that needs to be repaired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's 
because yeah. pretty much on a repair, you inject like an epoxy type stuff. That's correct. Yeah, it's a resin, and, and it's injected with about 200 pounds of per uh, 200 pounds of pressure per square inch. So what we're doing is actually vacuuming out the air at the same time and pressuring in a resin. Yeah. Um, and Rainex does exactly the opposite. It repels everything and yeah. that's what it's supposed to do so, so yeah. it does its job but we can't do ours <laughs> right <laughs> you know, yeah um i went to the the place in parker yes you know, and they fixed my um chips and stuff i was amazed how clear it i can't even tell where the chip was that's what you we guys like do hear. a great job of doing that chip repair i've had other companies do it and then i always see that i can always see it right you know and it, it just irritating me when I used to see it because you'd be driving down the road and it's almost like right in the vision. Yeah, that's and certainly the difference between Novus Windshield Repair and, and the other guys. I mean, yeah. the product that we have is certainly superior. You know, we yeah. make and manufacture our own resins, our own tools. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, our, our, our worst repair looks better than some of the people's best repairs. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah, and he had a young guy and, working with him, and, yeah. and I'm hoping he's still there. I'll have to go check on those guys. Yep. And, and we could do and, long cracks, too, and I mean 10 inches, sometimes yeah. 10, 12 wow. inches. It just depends on how long the crack has been there. We certainly don't chase them down, but, right. you know, if you've got a brand-new vehicle that doesn't have a windshield and you're getting ready to go on a trip or something like that, we certainly want to help yeah, you guys out. So, exactly. well, so you got a couple callers here, I guess. Huh? Well, yeah, but we got to take a quick break. So, oh, okay. Dennis and Will, you guys hang in there. We'll get you right after this quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio 
Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all, and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod for its total value? Do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year? Paul Lewinberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry. American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like you. Chrome stands for classic, antique, or modern classic, hot rod or street rod, replica or kit car, original, unrestored, modified or custom, exotic, rare or unique, and in excess of $100,000 in appraised value. Don't insure your special car with anyone else. Get the best coverage at the best price by calling Paul today, 303-662-0789, or find him on our website, drive-radio.com, that's drive-radio.com. RoofMax is the fountain of life for your roof and will bring your shingles back to life. The natural oils in the asphalt protect your roof as weather and temperature cause the material to expand and contract daily. This oil gradually evaporates over time, causing your shingles to dry out and lose their flexibility. You may start to see your shingles cracking, breaking, streaking, and curling. Granules may begin flaking off. RoofMax could reverse minor curling, cracking, and granule loss to make your shingles like new again. The water-soluble plant-based treatment extends the life of your roof by at least five years, guaranteed. Call Dave Hart now for a free assessment of your asphalt shingles, 303-710-6916. He will go anywhere from the eastern slope to the eastern Colorado border and from Cheyenne to the southern border. Mention Rush to Reason for $100 off your treatment. 303-710-6916. All right, we're back. I want to go right to the phone calls. Thanks for holding on, Dennis, and let's talk to you. How, how's it going, Dennis? Good. Good morning, Dennis and Ken. Good morning. Um, I know you guys uh, express frustration at times with the lack of information as good as OBD2 is. And I know John has mentioned on both this show and his Rush to Reason that these automakers are going to have to come into the 21st century with these chips. So that leads to my question, which is, is there an OBD3 on the horizon? That is hard to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know on that. And what he was talking about. So I was on the show the last time that that kind of, or that last time I was on the show that subject when it came, came up. up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the the manufacturing process or the manufacturing process of those chips is is the is the downfall right now. It, it's just so ancient that yeah. you know compared to today's technology. So they wouldn't necessarily have to change the protocol. I guess the the OBD two systems necessarily. To, a, to an OBD3 or something, but they have to change the processing ability in the computers themselves. And would that 
make it an OBD3? It might be or something to that effect. Might not but, need uh, to, to. Right, exactly. Yeah. But because uh, who knows? Yeah. Because since not because these things came out in about 94, 95. I want to say 95. Yeah. 95, I had OBD2 on yeah. my Explorer. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- but they came out then, but now they're grabbing a lot more information than they used to. Yeah. So it's a lot more efficient. But there's still some downfalls in it, too. Still. The speed and just the, yeah. the technology of of yeah of, of communicating with those modules and stuff yeah there we have there's a lexus that we have in the shop right now has four uh, this is an 07 lexus so this isn't anything brand new it's got 47 different modules that yes. all use communication with each other so it's crazy so the computers are almost where, where it needs to change it would have to be a better bigger computer a faster computer right and and that's where the processing of the older technology that's where the the chip companies are wanting to yeah for them to step up and get get on board with the modern technology. But we have problems with that because everything we get is from overseas. So right. that's that's what's got to change, to be honest with you. But yeah. we don't have the people, we don't have the companies in the United States to do these chips. That's the that's where it needs to change. Yeah. Well, they're there, but I saw a recent uh, news article where they want some very, very significant tax credits in order to open up shop onshore. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's going to be probably uh, more than a year discussion over, you know, how much, if any, tax credits they get before they start uh, a manufacturing facility. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and maybe even a different administration to approve that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But in the case of this truck that wouldn't start, uh, it kind of amazes me that you know, you guys can't go in and get enough information from the security system to well, tell you where to start. I'm sure the guys probably looked at it to see if there's any history's codes. Right. And that would be in history. Yeah. But and and on something that old, I don't know if that has a body you can access or not. Yes. Uh, but I, if I guess you had a different module that was smarter and allowed it to talk to a scan tool i mean it seems like that would help you guys immensely and it yeah and one thing too with those older vehicles like that is the information that it allows out i mean it just yeah. it, it, it's only limited to certain things and even with the tech 2 that's the gm tool for that time it can only pull so much or it can only bi-directional communicate so much information it wouldn't be able to tell you if a module's bad right or failing at a given time because it wasn't programmed initially to monitor for failures like that right and so what it would do is if you're if you have a uh there's a module in there maybe controlling the fuel pump circuit and it'll tell you that fuel circuit is bad but it won't tell you what in that fuel circuit is going to be bad right so that's what makes it difficult to diagnose. And especially since it only does it once every two, two months, months. And then and then it quits for a while and it's fine. All right. It's so, and, you know, by getting in and testing it kind of like we were talking about, that's the only way at least you can kind of direct your, your focus, really. And the other thing, Dennis, is if you're in there and you're diagnosing it and it's happening and you go to diagnose it, and all of a sudden it clears away, you don't find the answer right away. Right. Like with a scanner hooked up at that point, you would look for fuel pressure, uh, but that's not going to register fuel pressure. It's just going to register fuel pump relay on, so it doesn't monitor the pressure. You would look for crankshaft signal from the crankshaft sensor. 
uh, which is part of the distributor. So, uh, yeah, there's just so many different Could be the oil aspects. pressure switch. And you've got a 15-minute window to find that. And it goes away, and then it starts. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, so then you're like, oh, no. Right, yeah. exactly. So unless it actually sees something and is designed to store that problem that it sees, it's not going to give you any information on where the failure is at. Interesting. Yeah. 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 The newer ones are, are a lot better that way, but I can't say that they, I, I mean, they might not find this particular issue either because it might not be programmed to sense that as being a problem. Yeah. It's, it's, people are thinking, well, you've got a scan tool, you can plug it in and it's going to tell you the code and go fix that part. It's going to download That's, the satellite and it's going to yeah. just uh, yeah. beam the part right to you, too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that easy. You know, yeah. you get into that circuit and then you've got to start test, testing it. And just like in a fuel pump, there's so many things in that, that control that fuel pump yeah. that you have to check. And some of those things, like, like, like he's saying, is, doesn't register. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. It was never designed. never designed to look at it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're telling me that scan tools don't come with a magic wand attached to a lanyard? Well, well if they did, mine got broke right away. M- mine came defective too. Yeah. yeah so yeah. and I had a crystal weird. ball, but no, someone kicked it off the table. <laughs> so we're kind of out of luck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Hey, yeah, thanks, thanks for Dennis. the call. Yeah. That was good information stuff. Yeah. So let's go to Will right now from Aurora. How you doing, Will? Okay, uh, say I was calling about that guy's truck because I had a similar problem on a on a car, and uh, what this car was doing is you could drive it for a while and then it would just die, and if you let it sit for a while, it would start up and run just fine, and what I found out was the problem was it was the fuel pressure regulator. It, it was working, but it wasn't working right, and what what was happening is the fuel pressure would build up in the fuel the fuel rail there, and it would cause the, the, the that pump had a relief valve in it. It would cause the relief valve in the pump to open, so then you didn't have any fuel pressure. And if you let it sit for a while, that relief valve would reset, and you could just keep driving it then. Anyway... I think your suggestion on on spraying that starting fluid in there would help them out real good because that would tell them if it's a fuel problem or not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that would that would be our first step typically. Yeah, if they're towed in, that's what we're going to yeah. check for first. Yeah. Yeah. Does that does that truck have a regulator on it or not? It's you know? it's built in under the intake manifold, part of the actual uh, fuel injector spider system on that one and with that if that goes bad it leaks fuel into the engine and actually causes them to run poorly oh i see so yeah. it would keep running Dif- but it would just run real poor well right anyway system. i just thought I'd, I'd pass that on to you but yeah i think uh like you said spraying that starting fluid in there will tell them right away if it's a fuel problem I pre- yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that, Will. Yeah, it's uh, all, all, all more information is always better. Yep. Definitely. Well, thanks for okay, calling. Yeah, hey, you guys got a great show. I've been listening for years, man. Keep well, it up. Well, right. thank you. Sure will. Well, thank you. All right, with that, we're going, we're going to a hard break, so you're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, 
Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.